This podcast is Shareable. Shareable is presented in partnership with From the Future, a digital strategy agency in Philadelphia, where I'm the chief brand officer. Our team works with a diverse set of clients, and we help them to increase traffic and conversions through world-class content marketing, social media, and SEO strategy. Do you want to know more? Are you interested in working with us? Well, check out ftf.agency on the web to learn more about what we do and how we do it. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, I love shareable, but there's not nearly enough Jeff in it. I know how you feel. And that's why we've launched this type of episode. We call it the mic swap, which is kind of a play on mic drop. But it's where I make the guest the host and the host the guest. So this episode, I'm the guest. Hope you enjoy it. It's RKA, and this is another episode of Shareable. My guest today is Jeff Gibbard. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Oh my God, Rachel, thank you for having me on Shareable. I really appreciate it. I have wanted to do this show for so long. It is my great honor. I can't believe you said yes. So, you know, I appreciate you being here. I had to move a few things to be here, but I'm really glad I did. Well, good for you. Good for you. Um, well, and good for me, because this is this is the defining moment of this podcast for me. Uh, probably my favorite guest ever, if I'm being honest. Uh, don't, you know, I just got to be real with you, Jeff. Thank you. So, Jeff, you... <laughs> Jeff, you are a Jeff of all trades. You're a tech guy. You're a people guy. You're an all-around good guy. You are the best looking man in social media marketing is what I've heard. I'm going to say man, because there's some, there's some good looking ladies out there. So I'm not going to exclude them from this. This is true. Um, but I've got some tech people, social media questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Cool. So people love to make fun. Like they like to complain about technology. You know, people love to complain about social media, about their remote on their TV, not working. Um, and I personally think it's a little tiresome and I bet you do too. I bet there's certain complaints you've heard enough times you're done. What in your opinion is the worst complaint that you hear people make about technology? About social media technology specifically, kind of like the things that people bitch and moan about the most. Sure. It can be that. It can be anything. It can be like, you know, why doesn't my Alexa work? Why doesn't my Alexa lay out my <laughs> pants in the morning? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. I guess, means. I guess the thing that bugs me the most, just as being somebody that's been working in the social media industry for a decade now is there's a, a couple conversations that keep coming back around over and over. And the one that I'm just, I'm just so sick of seeing it at this point is the conversation where a bunch of social media professionals get together and they start complaining about how they came across somebody who called themselves a guru or a ninja or an expert or something. It's, it's this like this, um, holier than now you shouldn't use these terms, blah, blah, blah conversation. I just, I, I get the, I get the intention of it. And really maybe the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, that's, those are kind of reasonable points. But after a while, I just I started looking at some other perspectives where I don't think it's a big deal to call yourself an expert because sometimes people are looking for expert. And if you don't put expert in your title somewhere, then they're going to go with somebody else who does. So um, that's kind of one point of it. But the other is like, who cares? Who cares what somebody else does? 
Um, it's so easy to get, and, and I'm guilty of this. It's so easy to get caught up in being like a hater on somebody else and the success they've had, or even the perceived success they've had, or even just how they're BSing about the fact that they are successful, whatever it is. It's so easy to just fall into that role of being a hater. And, um, and the, I, th- I feel like the expert guru ninja conversation is one of those questions where it's like, well, well, why do you even care? Just move on, go do you boo boo, do your thing. I love it. So it sounds like you're kind of the anti-social media clickiness that comes up where people are like, you can't sit on our table, but you can't be, a, you know, you can't self-identify as a ninja. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It It's just like a, because for, I guess the point is like, everybody's got um, something that they're not proud of, right? Like I could pick apart any single human being on social media and find something that they did wrong or some way where they were being a hypocrite or in conflict with the previous position. Like we all, we're all human. We all make mistakes. And I guess I just, I've come to the point where I'm just tired of that because I don't see it as, as advancing the ball. And as somebody who works in social media, my, you know, one of my primary concerns is how are we viewed as an industry? Are we taken seriously? Do we get a seat at the table? And the only way that we're going to get a seat at the table is when we're taken seriously. And I think um, while calling yourself a guru and a ninja and an expert or whatever else you want to call yourself could potentially result in us being taken less seriously, I think it's it's lower on the, the to-do list than maybe helping people to understand how to calculate organic reach or uh, helping people to understand how A-B testing works or showing them how to calculate their return on investment or return on ad spend so that they can tie what they do back to an actual business objective. But the fact that they call themselves an expert, like, I couldn't care less. I feel you. I dig it. So, okay, here's a question for you. Um, In the social media guru, ninja, whatever space, who is kind of an unknown voice, somebody that's an up and comer um, that you think everyone should know about? Huh. That's a great question. Um, I, man, that's a really good question. I, there are some people that I think are not nearly well known enough for what they do. So I'll give one of those first. And, and I, it could, I could be wrong. This person may be extremely well known, but uh, there's a guy named Dennis Yu, uh, and I forget if it's uh, might be Lead Metrics or I forget the company he works for. He's the CEO of, but he's like absolutely brilliant. I follow him on Facebook, and just everything he says is absolutely incredibly brilliant. Um, I mean, I I've got a guy that used to work for me named John Steyert, who I have been uh, talking to, coaching, mentoring, being a peer to uh, for you know eight eight years now, I guess. And I just think he is brilliant and underrates himself. He's done work with Jay Bayer at Convince and Convert, and he's done work with me, and he's worked at a couple you know, high-profile companies. And I don't think he gives himself nearly enough credit. So I would just give him a shout-out and say, I think he's a real up-and-comer, and, and he's someone who uh, you know, companies would, would be thrilled to have on their team. Sweet. I dig it. I'm going to go immediately look both of those dudes up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of conversations that are happening in the tech community, in the marketing community, what do you think is the biggest issue that, that the community is ignoring right now or that they're not talking about, either purposely not talking about or it's just a hole in the conversation? There's so many ways I could go with that. This, this is a great question, by the way. I really, 
like that you ask that. So I have, I have a couple that I think are really important. I think um, I, I'm going to focus mostly on social media because I think that's, that's kind of my primary area of concern. I guess the first thing I would say is I don't think that we are talking about so, social media holistically enough as being a part of various aspects of a business. So not looking at social selling nearly enough, not looking about how you can use social for recruiting efforts, not looking about uh, how we can talk about internal collaboration and the impact that has on speed and quality of deliverables. I think all of those sort of internal collaboration and you know external communication using social methodologies, I don't think that's a big enough conversation. So the, the conversation I would I used to refer to just as social business don't think we're talking about enough. I think it's just a marketing discussion and that's, uh, that's unfortunate. I also don't think that we are doing a good enough job of holding the platforms accountable. I think too often people will say something along the lines of like, well, if you're not paying for it, then you're the product. And we're all like, oh, that's fine. That's okay. That's good. No big deal. At least we're getting a free platform. And I look at all of the negative impact that social media has had on the world and think to myself, you know, we could do better and we should probably hold these platforms to a higher account. And we should probably look for ways of uh, advancing the ball in a way that doesn't um, like, I always think Twitter and Facebook would be better off as public utilities that were taxed and you pay a membership fee for, right. And our data is safe. So I guess data integrity is another one, you know, being able to have um, control and say in what happens to your data. I mean, God, there's like, there's a million things that I could come up with that I think are problematic. Um, yeah, God, I don't even know. Like there's also call out culture. Like on the one hand, I think it's good to call people out that don't know what they're talking about. On the other hand, it's rude and we should probably be nicer to them and try and educate them. So many things. Mm, interesting. That's funny that you bring that up about holding. Certainly I think we should be holding social platforms accountable. And yet that's one of my complaints that I put on the list of my things I hate uh, when people are complaining about technology being like, I, you know, it's more of the, I'm sick of X, I'm sick of Facebook. So I'm quitting. And then they never quit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right, either you're in or you're out. You know what I'm saying? It's similar to when there's a, a presidential election in the U S and people are like, if X person gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. And I've never once seen anyone move to Canada. So I, I like to hear, though, that, you know, you're looking at it from this perspective of these being public resources and there needs to be this greater accountability because social media has become part of the fabric of how we how the world runs. So very interesting, Jeff. Yeah, it's, it's, dig it. it's a communication. It's connective tissue of of communication of modern society. And, and, you know, I, I've thought many times about either quitting Facebook or, you know, I've, I've even gone through these elaborate schemes to try and just have everything locked in one browser so that they can't track me around the web and this and that. Mm. And ultimately I wind up coming back to like, oh, well, it's just too freaking complicated. And I just need to be able to check my client's Facebook ads and I don't want to have to jump through hoops on the browser and then turn off my ad blocker and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, uh, it's, it's much harder to get away from it than, than you think. Uh, if you work in the industry, that is. Well, especially, yes. Yeah, but that's a really cool perspective. Um, okay, shifting gears here a little bit. If you could make it mandatory for every single leader in the world, because I know leadership is one of the things, it's one of your kind of pillars 
of, of this podcast and, you know, just in general, how you are, your brand exists in the world. If you can make it mandatory for every single leader in the world, you interpret the word leader the way you want to interpret it, mm-hmm. to use one piece of technology, what would that technology be? Hmm. It's a really good question because I'm I, the main thing that I'm thinking of is what's really going to make the biggest difference in making that leader a better person and a better, a more effective leader. And, and I'm not actually sure that a technology would necessarily answer that question or problem, but I'm going to, I'm going to take some liberties with your question to get to what I think would be a good answer. I think that every leader should have to, um, they should have to have like a, let's say like a bank account card, like a credit card or bank account card that's completely tapped out and they should have to try and survive for two weeks. Uh, or, or they should, um, you know, they should have to, whatever, whatever way that they want their customers to contact them, that should be the mandatory way that they have to contact everyone else. And I guess what I'm trying to get at is that I think whatever, whatever position, whatever you, you are as a leader, you need to be in the position to understand and empathize with and be in the same position as the people that you are surrounded by and, and seek to either lead or in some way deal with, right? So if you're a leader of a company, you have to understand your customer's perspective. You have to understand your employee's perspective. And that means you need to struggle with all the same things that they struggle with. Because if you're just, um, you know, like if you've never struggled for money, for instance, uh, because you're like the leader and like you're doing well, then you're not going to understand what it, what an actually challenging situation that could be for one of your employees to not get that raise or to not um, get that bonus or to miss a pay period or whatever it might be. So I think it's, it's, I don't have a technology answer for it. I'm totally sidestepping your question, but I guess for me, the, the big thing is create, to be a great leader, you have to have unbelievable skills of empathy. I got to tell you, Jeff, in all of the time I've been doing this podcast, that is the single greatest answer I have ever heard. So uh, thank I don't really think there's much more to talk about today. I think that we should end it on that note, although I do want to go through a lightning round with you, an RKA style lightning round. Um, so are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. If I know you got a background in film, so... Based on how everything is going so far, what would the movie of your life and career be called? <laughs> this is a great question. Um, it's a lightning round, Jeff. Oh God, I'm sorry. This that was like a that's not like an easy lightning round question. That's a well, to, okay. Uh, love from start to finish. Mm, love it. Least favorite film. Least favorite film. Oh my God. Um, Wow. Least favorite film, least favorite, least favorite film. Um, probably I would say that, um, man, something out of the DC cinematic universe, probably like, um, uh, Batman versus Superman. Cause I love superhero films and anytime one is terrible, it just makes me super mad. Mm, but, uh, yeah, I guess that works. That one will work. I'll take that. That'll do. Favorite ice cream flavor. Oh, chocolate chip cookie dough. Unless I can get sea salt and pair it with something else like chocolate. All right. If you had to subsist entirely on ketchup or mustard for the rest of your life. Ketchup. Okay. Who would play you in a movie of this podcast episode? Me. 
Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> keep all that money. Keep all that money. Exactly. All right. Last question. Oh man, now I'm in, this is the thunder round. More than the lightning round, it's the thunder round. Cause you know, there, you know, it takes some time for the thunder and lightning to sync up with each other. That's how long far it is away. Um, what was the very first website that you can remember visiting? Probably Prodigy. Just like the Prodigy, like, yeah, like the Prodigy default network. home screen. Yeah, like the Prodigy default. Like I can't remember a website before that. That to me is like the first internets that I can recall in my mind because it was that was pre AOL. So I just remember going to like, yes, you're so right. Yeah. So like that's, yeah. Prodigy was our first internet provider. I think my first website was the white house website. It took like 15 minutes to load. Yeah. Oh my God. Remember pictures loading back then? Wait, 25. Yeah, exactly. That was it. I I read in some book that you could do a tour of the white house on the internet and I'm like, sign me up in the, you know, and then, you know, it takes 15 and a half minutes to load like a 200 pixel image uh so anyway jeff it's been a real treat to have you today i i gotta thank you for your time and uh where can we find you on the internet where where can we easiest place to find me is at jeffgibbard.com or you can just Mm. google jeff gibbard very easy to find and then uh i have this really awesome episode on the shareable podcast so you just go to sharablepodcast.com and search for jeff gibbard how about that Thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks. I'll never forget you. I'll never forget you. Wait, the show's not over yet. I have some important announcements. If you made it this far, you're clearly a dedicated fan or you're in the middle of vacuuming and just haven't hit stop on your podcasting app. Whatever the case, we want to thank you. We're not just music to your ears, we're music to your inbox. If you subscribe to our email list at sharablepodcast.com slash subscribe, not only will you get access to our private Facebook group, you'll also get all of our blog posts, newsletters, special announcements, and more. You won't find any of that in your podcast feed. You can follow the show at shareable underscore pod on Twitter and just shareable podcast on everything else. You can find Jeff online at jeffgibber.com and you can connect with me on Twitter at Caroline Stone because I don't have a website yet. So go ahead, call us, leave a message, subscribe to our list, leave a rating, review us on iTunes, tell a friend, tell your mom. If she's like my mom, she'll love it. And now for the thank you portion to all the folks that make this podcast possible, shout out to DJ Quads for the use of our theme song, Always, and Ahamitsu for the use of our outro song, Adventures. And a big thank you to Ray Bueno for all of that sexy production value. 